spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Welcome to Millennials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host, and I am a all together now. CFP. Everyone knows. Um, and today I have a really fun pod for our listeners. We are doing a round table, virtual round table, obviously, um, to talk about how we split money with partners. Um, it's something that comes up quite often on the podcast. I think I've always said, like, it's always very dependent on the relationship and the person you do what works best for you. But I thought it would be interesting to bring on three former guests and kind of hear how each of them are doing it. So I'd like to welcome, uh, Lou and you're spelling your name. How, um, that would be L O U. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. Our former guest, Gary. Hi, Gary. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, and then you know, as she likes to be called, the fan favorite, Natasha. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> Great to be back. Um, so yeah, I think this is an interesting topic. I think it comes up a lot, and I think that obviously, given today's um more modernization like I work you know my day job is working with individuals and they tend to be older and so sometimes in those relationships we see it a little bit more traditional where the male is the breadwinner and the female you know maybe took time off from working and and so that's like what you've seen you know when you're working with older people or talking to older people for the most part not necessarily all the time but obviously um that is not the case today so I think it'll be interesting to hear everyone's doing it so who no, don't all rush, but who wants to go first? I can go first. Natasha can go first. Okay, go first. Okay, so what would you, what information you want? Like, so uh, about, partner, yeah, partner salary, salary. Um, so, Natasha, what's your salary? You're a government worker, as I think we've, we know. Yes, yeah, so I'm a government lawyer. My salary is about like 87 a year. Um, my partner works at a tech company. His name is Joseph. <laughs> it's not his real name though. Um, and he makes approximately, I think like 70 a year. So, um, combined, 
with the math that I'm doing in my head, or well, it's like one fifty. It, it's not, yeah, you, oh yeah, because you're mo- you're living together and bought a house together, correct? Yeah, so we we moved in together um, in April of the pandemic, um, and the plan was he would move in and we split our rent fifty fifty. Um, save some money and probably wait like a year or two and start looking. But I think for many people, the pandemic's changed just multiple facets of our lives. So um, he moved in in April. His landlord um, is a New York City landlord and would not let him out of his lease because obviously everything shut down. So how is he going to find a subletter? So basically said, no, you can't get out of your lease. Um, His lease didn't end until September Mine goes until under December. So he moved in anyways, and we just continued paying our own rent separately. Um, and then we also moved our timeline up for buying a house just because um, there's been a lot of people from the city moving up to where I live, which is like the Hudson Valley area. So the the market was already pretty expensive. And then um, seeing that the market was becoming busier and busier, we figured if we waited that year or two that we wanted, we would be completely priced out. And um, for my job, I have to live in the county that I employed by. So it doesn't give us a lot of options, unfortunately. So um, we started looking um, uh, in June, found something right away, and then closed on the house about a week ago. So um, it all kind of happened really fast. We're really happy. Um, I will say just a hot tip, if you're looking to buy a house, just a heads up, a lot of banks are backed up. So it took us like 60 days to close, which is a pretty long time. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's the overview and then have, of it. So your your salaries are fairly comparable. You're not too yes. too far off. So is everything done 50-50 or what? How, and how did you yeah, so- the arrangement for splitting things? So we, um, we had like a couple of discussions about it. I think we just both felt like, Obviously, make I make like a little bit more than him, but we felt that the difference was so minimal in the grand scheme that just doing 50-50 was probably for the best. Um, so once he moved in, he continued paying his rent. Um, I paid mine. And then um, I, we pretty much just kept our expenses separately. I wasn't going to make him split rent with me while he was paying an entire other apartment's rent. Um, my... The only thing I pay in my apartment is the um, electric and the bill is so low. It's like 25 bucks a month. So I was fine with not splitting that Um, pretty much until his lease went up or they would let him get a subletter. I was just like, I'm just going to keep paying what I have to pay. And then you pay what you need to pay. Um, So he was able to get out of the apartment about a month early. So we started splitting our rents. Um, And then we, when we got the house, we had to get homeowner's insurance. So what we did is we moved our car insurance onto the same uh, company's policy, but but overall we pretty much do fifty fifty for everything. So now that he's out of his place, we split the rent fifty fifty. Um, groceries we do fifty fifty. Um, pretty much everything. I mean, I think it's one of those things where like, so when I got groceries, I got like a few more things for myself, but we still just do fifty fifty because our whole thing is like in the long run it'll eventually even out. So it's a lot less stress for us to kind of nitpick every single thing and just cut it down the middle. Okay, nice. Probably have some follow-up questions, but let's go around the table, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Would Gary like to go next? Sure. Um, I'm going to forget all of uh, the intro info that Natasha gave, but I'll, I'll try my best. So uh, me and my boyfriend, who's very excited to be named Brianna, I asked him what his, uh, what his, his code name would be, and he already had that on the ready, so... 
I'm going to ask no follow-up questions about that to him. <laughs> but um, so me and Brenna have been together for uh, three years and change. Um, we, let's see, I am an interior designer and he is an architect. Um, he makes about 87 or 88,000 before bonuses. Um, and I make uh, about 160 before bonuses. Um, so when we first started our relationship, I made less than him. And for the first year of our relationship, I made about 65 and he made, I think, a little bit less than he does right now. So let's say 85. Um, and then I got a new job. And for the past two years, I've made more. But we developed our sort of splitting of finances um, method in our first year mm -hmm. of our relationship. So it just, it kind of stuck and it still feels fair to both of us. So we uh, split anything that we both use 50-50. So when I was living uh, in his house that he owned, I paid him 50% uh, of his mortgage and rent. Food we split down the middle, you know, we're both eating it. Um, any utilities we're both using, we split that. Um, but then anything that we purchase that the both of us aren't using so for me that's you know makeup clothes something that he's definitely not using uh or on his end would be say like a video game or something that i'm not using then we don't split that um and we found it, it was easier instead of trying to always keep track of you know who's paid for what or whatnot just kind of settle up at the end of the month um when you know our mortgage is due so now that we have bought a place together and we've moved and he sold his house, uh, we just use the exact same method. So we just settle up at the end of the month um, with anything we would have done. It's pretty easy. We just go through our credit card statements and see, you know, remember what dinners we went to or whatnot. It's not that long to have to remember things. Um, and it's, you know, it's felt pretty fair and even and uh, it's working for us. Nice. Okay, cool. So that's, that's challenges. So 50-50. Yeah. All right. And Lou spelled L-O-U, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so right now, um, my boyfriend and I do not live together. Um, I rent a room um, a, with a friend who owns who owns a house. Um, okay. But for the things that we do together, we pretty much split that 50-50. So we typically do like an every other who's paying for things um which he's sitting right next to me so we'll see what he says after this recording but I think that's worked pretty well for us um and we I have bought a house so I'm closing at the beginning of next month um and we have talked about Thank you. Because I believe that was a goal when we when we first had you on the podcast and I think you've switched names since the first I, I had this is this is numero uno for me which is oh, a like, shock. Okay. Isn't it wild? It's because oh yeah, I think it was a goal for me. It's because oh, we put I was you. Out. Okay, sorry, Gary. Yeah. But we also you hear all about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so that was a, a personal goal of mine. Um and so that that was kind of happening simultaneously as we were getting more serious and with COVID's um having much more of a domestic component of our relationship. So as we decided that we were ready to consider moving in together, um, we thought it was best that we didn't disregard my goal of buying a home. So it was important to me that I would still be able to do that financially on my own. Um, mm -hmm. 
but we've talked about what that will look like with the two of us living there. And what, and what have you, like, what has that, um, conversation come to or like what? Sure. So we, it's important to me, um, to be able to pay the mortgage completely on my own. Um, and what we've determined is that it makes sense for us to, for myself to pay 100% of some things for him to pay 100% of something. So the way we're going to break it out is that I will pay the mortgage 100% and mm-hmm. he will pay things like internet and utilities um, and then pay additional money that we will use for things like home maintenance. So I won't save for that. Um, so that pocket of money as far as, you know, I live in Western New York. So when it snows, getting a plow, any updates we want to do from the home, we'll pull from that money. Okay. And then you came up with like a, a fixed amount or something? Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a percentage. Oh, okay. Perfect. Ish. Yeah. And then are you and your boyfriend's salaries comparable? No. So I work in education. So I am by far the breadwinner, um, which is a joke because I work in education. Um, (laughs) So I actually just got a wild raise. I think it was like 1%. um, And I make exactly 51,849. And he, so he's a brewer. And he is paid hourly and then brings home tips, which um, tend to be a little different week by week. But roughly, he brings home um, around 30 a year. Okay. So not not so a little bit more of a disparity there with with the income. Yeah. And also, I feel like the disparity when, um, like, as you said, you don't get paid a ton in education. Um, right. So I feel like when you're talking, the difference between 80, 90 might be a little bit, if you, you know, depending on where cost of living might not feel like as big of a gap as, you know, 30 to 40 or, you know, 30 to 50. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I think we all have, um, I think there's quite a difference in where I live um, Mm -hmm. than where Natasha and Gary live as far as cost of living. Yes. I mean, my house felt very expensive to me, but I'm sure they like their mouths, their jaws would drop if they found out how much I bought my house for. Oh, I, it definitely comes up for once in a while where I'm like, I cannot believe that Lou got that beautiful house for that yeah. price. That yeah. is insane. Lou, can I ask what you paid for the nice. house? Uh, 165. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was, I mean, the, the market here, beautiful. the market here is insane. I mean, houses, I think the owners bought it in maybe 2015 for under 130. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it is really interesting to see all the um, housing price difference. Natasha, would you want to say what your yours went for? Um, yeah, so we got it a little under asking, and we got it for 415, which hurt. Which was the steal <laughs> for the area you were buying in? Yeah, I, I would say most of the homes, single family homes here, start around six six fifty. Um, and they're not very big. So ours is 415 and it's like 1700 square feet. So, um, we ended up getting lucky. I think we had a very motivated seller. Um, and there was, we, we offered to give them a lease back so they could stay in the house for another two months after we closed. So there were some things that helped, but, um, it's just kind of just the area specifically, like if you go 20 minutes from here, 
like in this other town, Kingston, that's, they have houses, the market's getting crazy there too, but you could get something for two, two fifty, much bigger than what we have here. So it's just, yeah, it's just the area, unfortunately. But like I said, I have to be in this County for my job. So, um, like we could have gone a little bit more, maybe 30, 40 minutes from where I am now and get something cheaper. But then, uh, Joseph would have been a good, good amount of time from work, maybe like an hour, hour 15 commute. So we kind of, where we are kind of split the difference and we're in the middle of our offices. Uh, location so yeah it definitely yeah the housing prices are dramatically different depending on where you're looking okay so that makes sense so that Gary you're 50 50 and Natasha you're 50 50 and then Lou you're like right now we're 50 50 um and we'll probably be I'm trying to decipher 100 I mean we didn't decide on like an exact percentage um just on what each of us would cover so it'll mm-hmm. probably be about 60 40 ish which may which the, and that makes sense um because i feel like one way to do it is basically to take what you make and use a percentage mm-hmm. and it's interesting um i mean we've definitely had the discussion where i bring home more but he um, doesn't have as many expenses. He was a very mature young 20 something um, and doesn't have any student loans. I do. <laughs> so, um, but you know, that was also my decision and he didn't know me then and he doesn't, shouldn't have to deal with that decision. But um, that's certainly something to consider because it's a delicate balance as far as, well, this you know, this wasn't your choice, but also we do so many things together and a lot of our choices impact each other now. So it's a little, a little bit of a different consideration. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I find it interesting. And, um, I'll just share mine without giving the full numbers. Cause I feel like maybe, I mean, or I could share the numbers. Well, my income is variable because it just depends on the market and it depends on how the business is doing and the expenses of the business. So I don't have, um, a set salary, but I, I'm dating my boyfriend now and I'm, I'm going to call him SP. And so we have a really big income disparity. Like I think he makes, I don't know, 20% of what I make or something like that. And so he's always like, you say on the podcast, we should be splitting things by percentages. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't feel fair at all to me because that's but it doesn't matter what I say the podcast. <laughs> well, I say on the podcast because that doesn't feel fair to me at all that I have to pay for everything and you don't have to pay for anything. You like, I pay for some things and I'm like, you pay for very little. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I think that is a big part of this too is doing what feels fair and that might not be mathematically fair, but uh, if it's something that if you feel like you're spending more than he is and feel like you're spending paying for everything that doesn't feel right um and the end of the day you have to do in your relationship what feels right so that's why you know people will end up coming up with different math equations to figure out what feels right to them yeah and I'm I am a numbers person so I feel like when it's like a 60 40 split or you know 50 50 he would say that it's closer to 50 50 but if we actually did the math on it it would there's no way that it would even be close to 50. So I'm still trying to figure out what works for me because he has a job that's chosen a lifestyle. So he doesn't make as much money, but he's also has a significant amount more free time than I do. 
my thought is like that can be like rectified with more household duties. Like maybe he does eight <laughs> percent of the household duties, <laughs> and I pay for eighty percent of things. Um, so I don't know yet. Cause we're not really- living together, so it's still kind of a moot point. But um, it's interesting because I think the math. I normally would defer to the math equation, but for me, the math equation doesn't feel fair to work all the time and then pay for eighty percent of the things. So I kind of like uh, Lou's idea of this. You know, like. Um, what was your partner's name again, Lou? Uh, John Snow. <laughs> you could just you John could just Snow. call him John. <laughs> Initial, okay, initially, John. he felt his name was Chad, but his name is not Chad. <laughs> John Snow, formerly known as Chad. Um, I like this idea of like kind of like you know you doing the mortgage and then this household budget stuff kind of coming from him. So maybe for you, Barb, like it can be like you know weeding the garden snow removal stuff like that where it's you know it's his time and like if he wasn't doing it you'd have to hire somebody to do it you know so it's like maybe the split isn't 80 20 it's like 50 50 but then he does all this other stuff that is saving you money and time in another aspect you know yeah because it is true my time is having two businesses and two rental properties my time it is very interesting because I think if you I've been with my boyfriend for a little over a year and I think if you asked me you know, a year ago or two years ago, I would think like, oh, when you're sharing your life with someone, you know, the money is just one big pot. Um, And my siblings, that's how they did it when they moved in with their partners. Um, But I think now, when I think about it, because I've lived independently for so long, that would that wouldn't feel natural to me to be like, okay, like everything's just one big pot. And what's mine is yours. Because a lot of what I do is just for me um, and doesn't impact him financially or he doesn't reap any benefits from it. Um, so it just it's interesting now that I'm in the place where we're actually having that discussion, that doesn't feel like the right move. And I think, you know, in a few years that might feel like the right move, but for where we're at right now, where we're not sharing a family, we're sharing a home and we're not legally bound together, that mm-hmm. it I'm not moved to say, okay, let's just say it's our money because it's not. <laughs> yeah. And and I think whatever, you know, solution, whatever kind of split you come up with doesn't also have to be the case in every single scenario. So, um, for example, our day-to-day is split 50-50 of what we, um, you know, both use, but if we're going on vacation and, you know, we'll just have a conversation about it of maybe I want to stay in a nicer hotel or maybe, um, you know, we want to extend the vacation for a couple extra days and that gets him out of his budget since um, I make more than he does at this point in our relationship, then it'll have a different conversation of maybe I will pay for the hotel and he'll use airline points to pay for the flight or whatever. And then it becomes a little more of a percentage for that particular vacation. And then when we get home, it goes back to a 50-50 split. So I think as long as you're just, you know, like we're saying, whatever feels right, whatever feels fair for your relationship is is just going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. I, def- I definitely think it's interesting yeah, I- because as women, you know, we, we talk about pay equality, right? And that, you know, women don't necessarily make as much as men. Um, but that obviously is starting to change and as it changes, it will change the dynamic of a household. Right. Um, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I'm all about, then all about women making more money 
And I would say at this point, I have always made more money. Maybe except for one relationship, I've always made more money than anyone I've dated, um, which is great. It means I'm getting paid well. Um, <laughs> but it, but I also think as a single person, you know, I'm not married. And so like what you were saying, Lou, you know, at this point, like I've made all the sacrifices to get myself to this income level. I'm, you know, I've bought two properties on my own. I've built two businesses up. Those are all done by myself. So it is hard. And, you know, I think obviously depend you know as the relationship changes that would change maybe but right now it does definitely have that like this is my money I earned it and I I sacrificed for it and so mm-hmm. the split feels trying trying to figure out the split but it's interesting because as you said Gary everyone does it differently yeah and I think for this is Lou I think for me personally it was not my boyfriend's decision to buy a house. It was my decision to buy a house. And we kind of did this dance for a while of when would I start looking? What would I want? Because I think we knew we both wanted the relationship to progress in that way. But a while ago, we weren't ready to say that out loud so directly. Um, But I'm I'm the one who's buying the house because it's what I wanted to do, but it affects him. So it's it's an interesting dynamic to think through, you know, who's committing to what um, and whose finances are on the line. So, and I also think, you know, we, our relationship is, as I said, much more domestic now because of COVID um, and just because we're getting more serious. So I think once we move into the new house, it'll be interesting to see how our lives merge together and, you know, who's going to take up what. And I said to him, I was like, should we like write down like who's going to own what chores? Cause that's so up my alley, but <laughs> he's a little more <laughs> relaxed than I am. And he was like, I think we'll be fine. Like, I think we can see how it goes and see how it feels. Um, but I, no, Lou, make a I, I don't, I, I ask, make a chore chart. I ask people this all the time. Like at family meals, I'll be like to my brother-in-law, I'll be like, so do you feel like you do more than your than my sister? Like, are are you getting taken advantage of? Because I think it's really fascinating, you know, splitting finances and also like, well, who's gonna mow the lawn and who's gonna do the laundry? I feel like personally, that was a tougher part to figure out. Oh, really? You think the chores was tougher than the money? Yeah, because, um, I don't know, I feel like the money's kind of black and white just because I think um, Joseph and I, like you said, our income's kind of comparable. Um, but I think when we first moved in, I think what's odd, too, is, like, we moved in both when we were, like, working from home. But he his company became very, very busy during COVID, and mine became very slow. So what happened was is we didn't really have a conversation. I just started doing all the domestic housework. So I would do the grocery shopping um also because we didn't want two of us going to the grocery store like why have us both exposed to something um although I probably just exposed them when I got home but um so I would do all the meal prep and the cooking and the dishes just because he was really busy but then um what happened was is I went back to full-time work about a month ago um in the office and I was very very busy and so then he just started doing all the housework so um we've kind of started to figure out a happy medium but he's probably doing the majority of everything now, like all the dishes, all the cleaning, all the cooking. So um, yeah, I feel like maybe once things settle down, we'll have like a conversation about it, but that was just something we didn't really talk about. And I always felt like, you know, in the beginning it was fine and I didn't really mind cause work was so slow. And then now that I go to work, I feel bad, but he's just like, no, you did the same. So it's, I, I found that to be kind of this weird 
thing that we haven't really figured out, but it just kind of works. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do the dishes get done a little quicker when I was doing them? But <laughs> 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 done is done. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We've had a conversation about um, the difference between who owns more of, say, like the physical labor in the house and who owns more of the mental labor in the house. So like, very similar to you, Natasha, I feel like we are pretty in tune with each other on if someone's stressed out at work, the other one's going to do, you know, much more of the physical yeah, labor around the house. Lot. Yeah, and, and vice versa. But when it's pretty even um, as far as our workloads go, we have noticed that I do more of the like mental uh, work and he does more of the physical work or where in the sense of like, I will come up with a list of groceries, but he'll go get the groceries or like, I will figure out what we need to do to the house. You know, we have this new house now, for example, we started painting this weekend, you know, thinking that we need to paint, what are we going to need to paint when we should go to the store, what days we're going Mm -hmm. to do this. That's all my job, but like physically carrying the paint, stuff around that's his job um so you like quarterly and he executes yeah and that's what has we've kind of fallen into these roles um I've asked him about that if, you know do you mind you feel like I'm nagging you and everything and and he's more like you know I just think of it first he will come to that conclusion that we need to paint things but I probably have already thought of it and have already come together with a plan of how to do it before he's even thought about doing it so he's just like no Mm -hmm. you think about things ahead of time I would probably wait to do you know grocery shopping when it was down to three pickles in the fridge and you think about it as we're running low on stuff so like we just think differently in that way so it ends up working out but then on the flip side when we're equally you know stressed out at work or whatever we're just obnoxious and we will you know do the dishes together and use that as our time together to uh like connect after the day and have a conversation and you know maybe listen to a podcast together talk about whatever uh same with cooking same with doing the laundry we will you know sit on the living room floor and fold it together and have a conversation so it becomes like a nice time for us to spend time together instead of a chore that's nice that's nice yeah I feel like um (laughs) We don't have a washer dryer in our apartment. We will in our house. But what I would do is I'd go drop it off the laundromat to do like wash and fold, but I'd have to drop it off by 7 a.m. So like when I would do that, he would take the dog out or yeah. So yeah. we would try and like kind of keep it even. But I think to your point, when somebody was really stressed with work, we the other person would just take on the household burden stuff. But I like your idea about how like you kind of thought of everything and have everything ready and then just kind of hand it over to him to finish. That's the meant. I, I never thought about that, like the mental aspect of it. Cause it is, it's true. It's taking up your time. You're thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. I mean, with our dog too, I know you guys have a dog where yeah. I have to think of her vet appointments and, Oh, we're running low on her medication. Cause she's on Prozac. Cause of course she is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all these other things of, of thinking about, Oh, she probably, it's about time. She probably needs to go on a walk. Um, that type of stuff. I'm definitely more of the mm-hmm. planner and he's more of the doer. Um, mm-hmm. And so in the sense, like we're both doing the dishes, but he might be physically doing the dishes and I'm the one identifying that the dishes need to be done and making sure we have soap. I think it'll be, but- it'll be interesting um, what happens when we're in our own space. So as I said, I'm renting um, a, I live with a friend of mine right now in a house that she bought um, and my boyfriend is here probably the slight majority of the time. Um, so 
all the domestic stuff we do, you know, it's right before COVID, it was like every time we saw each other was like special and a date. And now it like overnight, it was like, I'm not going to wash my hair and I'm not going to wear pants <laughs> that have a fastener. So things, <laughs> things progressed quickly in that fashion. Um, but we do a lot of domestic stuff together now because we're at home so much. And like you were saying, Gary, a lot of it is together time. He's a fantastic cook and it comes really naturally to him. Um, and I'm someone that feels a little more intimidated by that. So he does a lot of the cooking. I do a lot of the dishes. Um, and so I'm, I will be interested to see what happens when it's really just our space to do whatever we want. Um, as far as like grocery shopping and what we want to do with the yard work. Um, and now like we like running errands together and because it's kind of exciting, it's thinking about what we want to do with our house and grocery shopping together of what we want to cook together. But I think it's still a little special. Um, so when we're kind of in the mundane of we're running a household, we're together, we have to go grocery shopping because we don't have any food. It'll be interesting if, how it will feel then. But I'm yeah, sure I'll I still agree. be wildly in love with him. The pandemic has definitely changed, you know, things we're not allowed to go out like we used to like bars and restaurants and and so yeah there's a lot more time at home and I think that's true for everybody so that's interesting but it is interesting to hear that for the most part it seems like the money is 50 50 and for you Lou it seems like it'll be maybe like a 60 40 um but then the household is also split 50 50 very modern very very progressive yeah, if you look at it too, when you were saying earlier about, you know, women making more, all of us make more than our significant others at this point, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, would have been something to gawk at, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, but not anymore. Get that money. No I know. <laughs> no more. Yeah, it is. So there's four of us and we all make more money. Yeah. Pretty interesting. We do. Yeah, so it'll be. I thought, it. I thought this would be useful for our listeners to hear. So basically, the summary of it is, for the most part, fifty-fifty split or sixty-forty. And in my case, I mean, God knows, <laughs> to be determined. To be determined. Well, as I think, um, what you were saying, Gary, <laughs> with vacation. So, um, my idea of a vacation is different than my boyfriend's idea of a vacation. I have tried his idea of a vacation, and I can. <laughs> occasionally but you know he would never pay for a hotel um (laughs) so if I want to stay in one you know I have to pay for it which that's interesting so figuring it out out, something you know which I will but I hope yeah go ahead no I was just like you know not every vacation has to be the same so if you guys want to go camping I mean I'm an interior designer and and my boyfriend's an architect. So camping is like fundamentally against our professions. But if you want to do that, <laughs> then go ahead and do so. And then, you know, he can pay for your tent or whatever. And then when you want to go stay at an actual building that has a roof on it, then you can pay for that. And that is what we've done so far. I will tell you that the first camping <laughs> trip was not successful and we ended up coming home. Uh, the second one, I made it for an overnight. So I made it. That's camping. That does you did. <laughs> you eat, pray, loved yourself right into that camping adventure. And you never need to do it again. 
We'll see if it were to happen. I really want to like it. I really want to like it. Um, I think you got to be prepared. I will say I was surprised with a camping trip for my birthday. And I really enjoyed it. But I got wined and dined and I was fed very well. So I think you got to you got to have the right accoutrement. Yeah, I feel like we need to up the accoutrement game. Um, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. But I think overall, um, I think this is really interesting. And I think it's really great that everyone's making more money because that means women are getting paid more. And I think it's really great that household chores are getting split 50-50. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we should add to this? Anything else? You know, Mm -hmm. we had a a two-second conversation about today just leading into this podcast. But um, it would be interesting maybe if you did another round of these of newlyweds to see if that changed. Um, Because we were talking about, you know, we figured out that 50-50 split, but it's still very much like our separate uh, pools of money. But once that legally changes, you know, is there a difference there? Is there, is it a yours, mine, and our situation? Is it just one pot of money? How do you go back and figure out, um, you know, saving for retirement if you have different strategies of that? Or um, different, income, you know, all that would have to income level. Yeah, yeah. Like it really needs to get refigured out at that point. It's kind of scratching, you know, starting over. So, that's a great idea, Gary. Yeah. It's really interesting. Make yeah. it happen. Because we're, we're all unwed. We're all living in the <laughs> Yes, we are. Um, and like, it, like kind of what you're doing, Gary, mine's 50-50, but we very much have our own separate pots. It's not all one pot of money that we're pulling from. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be curious if people who are married, if that right. totally shifts for them or even the perception of it. Especially yeah, because I, I don't make a lot of money. Um, if I'm going to get a pedicure we're going to feel that as a couple more so than other couples. So even if we split everything 50, 50, all those extra things, like my, my boyfriend is a brewer and he buys a lot of beer. We just came back from vacation and I think we went to like five or six breweries, but I also love skincare products and buy a lot of skincare. So it's kind of like, do we, is that something that we each get an allowance um yeah it, it was definitely <laughs> one we were talking about where I'm like I'm never going to ask you permission to buy shoes and I never want right. to feel like you have to ask my permission to buy something that you want but at the same time um you know we all have to be working towards the greater good of our retirement and making sure that we're on the same page of, of that which is a different conversation than when you're not married right. so it'll be I that is definitely interesting because I you know we're kind of easing into sharing a home um, being affected more so by each other's finances. Um, but it is a delicate balance of like, well, how much fun money do you get? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I agree. I think it definitely changes when you're, when you're married because then there's legal ramifications, you know, versus living together. And I mean, there's still serious financial ramifications to buying a house together. Absolutely. Right. Cause now you're very much tied financially together, but yes, there's a difference when you are going to be legally married and working towards saving for retirement together and making sure that you're aligned with savings and debt goals, right? Because as you said, you don't want to feel like you can't just go get a pedicure. But if you've set like a budget as a couple, then like maybe that doesn't fit into what the overall arching plan is. So yeah, it is really interesting. And we will, I will definitely look to see if we can get some other perspectives because yes, everyone on today's roundtable is not married. We have two house purchases, one in progress. Um, so it's, it's all 
I guess kind of I think it's very individual and specific to the to the couple. Um, but it would be interesting to see, you know, newlyweds or, or also people with children, right? Because what if oh, for sure. what if someone has to stay home? Then it has to be one hundred percent our money, right? <laughs> or do you get in? Right, home? you would hope. You hope, right? <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, it's. I think it's a really really fascinating topic. Yeah, I agree. So if you're listening and you would like to be on the next roundtable or participate and tell us exactly how you're splitting your finances, shoot us a message on Instagram. That's usually the best. And we'll wrap this up for today. And hopefully we get some good feedback from this. And I will we'll definitely do another one. And you can check us out on Instagram. That's the best way to keep in touch. And you can check out our classes that we do in partnership with SUNY Ulster at www.financial.com. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.